The immune system's goal is to protect the body against invaders, either from without, such as microbes, or from within, such as cancers and different types of neoplastic transformation. Anthony Fauci. Hi, this is Ando from the Fight for a Happy Life podcast. You and I are listening to the wise words of Sifu T. W. Smith of Kung Fu Podcasts. Welcome to Kung Fu Podcast, where we explore the culture, the adventure, and the impact of martial arts. And I'm your host, T.W. Smith. In this episode, I'm also going to be introducing a new line of Kung Fu Podcast called Martial Arts is Medicine. It's an effort to try to bridge the gap between the clinical understandings of martial arts and some of the things that we may be doing out there in our dojos and quones and out in the woods practicing wherever we are and what impact that can have, not just on our health, but our overall well-being. Exercise as medicine is a proven fact, and martial arts is part of that curriculum. But how, specifically, does martial arts provide us the sort of protection that we're looking for in self-defense, not just against others, but sometimes against the enemies that are invisible? Before this episode begins, I'd like to recognize a good friend and a longtime student, Bruce Eads. Bruce is a former veteran of the U.S. services. His research and efforts inside the VA was literally cutting edge. They had not done it before. And he has finally been accepted in teaching Tai Chi and other components of his program to every VA in the United States in order to assist all those men and women who put their lives on the line so that we can have the freedoms that we have. Thank you, Bruce, for everything you've done and everything you're going to do. If this is your first time on the program, welcome. You're in the audience of some of the finest and sharpest martial artists in the world. People that put in a great deal of sweat and a great deal of care to honing their craft. In a June 20th Men's Health article, and yes, I understand that Men's Health is not what I describe as a research journal. <gasps> However, I give them due credit that they do do a pretty good job in researching and referencing many of their articles. And then they just kind of pick and choose which parts of the research they want to share with you that's going to help, you know, sell the magazine or stimulate the story, those types of things. But they did have one called the Definitive Immunity Power Ranking. So as we begin this segment of Martial Arts as Medicine, we want to first embrace an understanding that the immune system is not something that we just turn on and turn off like light switches at the house. The immune system is a complex network. Just like the name implies, it is a system. Many things are relying on one another to work. The immune system does not have any one simple silver bullet either. It has to rely on many different ways to attack and an environment to exercise those attacks. In this men's health article, they broke it down into three sections that basically says the science says, with a solid section that science will say yes, this contributes to strengthening the immune system, and at the other side of it, it's going to say, oh hell no, this doesn't do anything for the immune system. And this is an argue point to this day, is that vigorous exercise of greater than 60 minutes 
actually begins to weaken your immune system. I describe vigorous exercise is the sort of exercise where pretty much you can't talk, you can't sing, all you can do is breathe air to do that particular type of activity. Moderate exercise is where you could talk but you can't sing and light exercise is when I could talk and sing at the same time. As far as breathing rates, that's a pretty good description of what the three levels are. Vigorous exercise for greater than 60 minutes is considered an activity that will eventually weaken the immune system. As compared to moderate exercise for 60 minutes or less can increase the strength of your immune system. Another area that the Men's Health Journal brings up is taking probiotic supplements. They write that there's been no rigorous long-term clinical trials showing that probiotic supplements can offer any real tangible benefits for people who are already healthy. They identify Peter Cohen, MD, as the source of that information. Now, what did you just hear in that? Because this is something that can get conflicted in the concepts of science and in the real world of healthcare, and in particularly when we're talking about a subject such as the immune system. Well, as they just said there, the probiotic substance didn't offer any tangible benefits to already healthy people. Well, if I'm working with someone who is already healthy, they probably don't have a weak immune system anyway. Another thing that you're going to hear quite a bit, and I will qualify it at times, is that rigorous and long-term studies, that phrase is often an escape hatch. Because locking someone in a room without any external influences for several months is basically impossible. We have to embrace the differences between the sciences and the scientific process is that science is progressive. We learn things a little bit at a time. Now, as an indicator to that twist I just gave you about probiotics, Stephen Daniels wrote an excellent article titled, IPA Defends Probiotic Efficacy and Safety After Questions by Peter Cohen in the JAMA Journal. That was, this was written in about 2018. Now, the Men's Health Journal gave the information that I shared with you, but what Peter Cohen actually wrote was, quote, Although preliminary evidence supports the use of specific strains of probiotics in certain clinical settings, such as preventing C. difficile and antibiotic-associated diarrhea, he will continue by saying there are no long-term clinical trials proving that probiotics offer clinical benefits for people who are already healthy. Also, Dr. Cohen surrenders that there is also evidence of supporting some imbalances. Now, whether or not all that meets up to the hype of whether or not probiotics is uh, useful or not, I would always encourage you, no matter what we're working with, it's important that you know what works for you and what helps you. With that being said, here's a quote. Scientists are discovering that while anger and hatred eat into our immune system, warm-heartedness and compassion are good for our health. That was by the Dalai Lama. In regards to what the science says about moderate alcohol, basically, it may not hurt. Regular sleep, however, is going to fall into the absolutely for sure category. It was interesting to me, though, in their list that vitamin C is like it doesn't really look like it. It may help. It may not help. If it gives you a feeling that it may help, it ain't going to hurt you to take a little bit extra. But it is, again, in the kind of low areas. 
One of the things about the immune system for the human body that you want to remember is that it's three primary lines of defense. Now, when we're practicing martial arts and we're practicing self-defense, we want to know, I mean, for example, fencing is a, is a way of keeping them at bay, keep, keeping a distance there. And as that breaks down, if it breaks down, if we can't de-escalate the situation, then we have to go on to other things. Well, your body's the same way. It has lines of defense that it tries to put up. The first one, the Great Wall. That pretty much is everything that provides the immune system to throw up a physical barrier. The Great Wall of Immunity. The skin. It stops invaders, like pathogens and viruses from entering the body. Research has shown that skin wound healing is faster in people who exercise regularly compared to folks who are just sedentary. Faster wound healing reduces the risk of bacteria and viruses from entering the body. So staying active. And you know, from martial arts standpoints, skin problems is something that we have to be concerned about. A lot of rashes, cuts, things like that, fingernails. So making sure that you stay active can actually keep you safer when you go back out into the community if you're not fully healed yet. You've got to have your skin healed up. That's the Great Wall. And you don't want a section of your Great Wall with a big chink in it. The second line of defense are our internal assassins. They're pretty much our innate immunity. They're mainly made up of cells like neutrophils and natural killer cells, which are the first immune cells to respond to any sort of invasion. They are out hunting and looking for any sort of invaders that get through the Great Wall, and they are going to attack first. Exercise all by itself has a tremendous effect on these cells. So for example, during a bout of exercise, you're going through your katas, you're going through your forms, you're doing your vigorous work, natural killer cells move into the bloodstream in vast numbers. Following the exercise, once you start to recover, these same cells begin to migrate to the sites of inflammation to seek out pathogens and damaged cells. So every time you're out there, you know, you're working out and then you practice your break falls and you start to have these little, you know, like little areas of inflammation where you can rest assured that your assassins are going there just to check you out, just to make sure everything is clean and clear. This process may even help our immune system detect cancer cells when they're going out on patrol. The third line of defense for our immune system is the adaptive, or what I refer to as the reconnaissance system. It is comprised of cells called the T and B lymphocytes. Exercise also has an extreme impact on these cells. It has been shown that lifelong regular exercise may help maintain healthy numbers of young T lymphocytes as we age which helps the immune system better identify pathogens and cancer as we get older. So where does martial arts fall into this exercise paradigm? I know we all know that we're sitting here, we're sucking wind, we're sweating, we're doing our work, but how does it fall into a spectrum of exercise? There is a vast rich research on Tai Chi benefits of exercise and they could all be included here. Research will show you that Tai Chi, for example, is recommended for nearly 50 to 75% of most diagnoses. And I know that in when I'm working on uh, folks that, yeah, that's about the right number. 75% of the people would benefit from something like the health versions of Tai Chi. 
You combine that with yoga and you can pretty much cover 80 to almost 90% of many of your diagnoses that you would commonly see inside of a clinic. But I'm talking about the martial arts that work to a level of intensity that eventually self-defense, competitiveness, and raw intensity are going to be required. Now, this also includes the often overlooked training component of shadow boxing. In a research journal published by the University of Sydney of Australia, Tracy Tsang conducted a study on the Chinese martial arts style of choli foot, which definitely falls into stimulating medium to high levels of intensity. Their research clearly demonstrated that the striking, sweeping, competitiveness, contact, and non-contact training aspects of the Chinese martial arts has a list of benefits. Many of these I'll provide in a different segment of martial arts as medicine, but to know that things like Lama Pai, Xing Yi, and other styles that you might practice are going to be part of this exercise spectrum. In other styles, there was a research study done titled the Immunological Modulation in Long-Term Karate Practitioners, where researchers looked at psychobiological implications, specifically responses to the immune system in 27 different men. All of these men have been training karate for two or three days a week for at least three years. They tested many different independent variables. As I stated in the beginning, the immune system is a network. There's a lot of different things relying on one another to work effectively. All of these karateka were from their uh, early 20s to uh, just about mid-50s. They were trained for about an hour, which would include a warm-up, a kata, combat drills, short fighting techniques, a little uh, sparring practices, and the control group was a group of another healthy men who had no clinical disorders and were considered to be going in for a regular just checkup. The researchers wrote, quote, Karateka practitioners exhibited a significantly higher number of total leukocytes, monocytes, and lymphocytes, a higher percentage of monocytes, and greater serum concentrations of IgG and IgM, end quote. Their results showed, quote, karate practitioners exhibit a significantly higher number of total leukocytes, monocytes, and lymphocytes. They summarized it by saying that martial arts practice can have a broad effect on several different immune parameters. Those included the leukocyte counts and immunoglobulin concentrations. Considering these present times, what about the effects of martial arts training on improving the immune system against virus attacks? At the Cousin Center for Psychoneuroimmunology, which is located at the UCLA Neuropsychiatric Institute, they conducted some very impactful research and wrote an article titled Augmenting Immune System Responses to Varicella Zoster Viruses in Older Adults. There was 112 people in this study. They used Tai Chi as their primary exercise source here, but they were very specific in what they were looking for, particularly varicella zoster virus and the immune system's ability to fight that virus off. The design of this study was actually very interesting. They had two main components, the Tai Chi group and the health education group, but there was also an intervention where some of the subjects were also vaccinated with Verifax. And as we go through this, I think you're going to find this very intriguing about how these results panned out. First of all, the Tai Chi group, standing by itself, showed higher levels of virus cell-mediated immunity than those who were just in the health education group. 
This was so significant, it was nearly twice the protection by doing Tai Chi as compared to just receiving health education. Doing the Tai Chi all on its own for these subjects induced an increase in virus immunity that was comparable in magnitude with that induced by the varicella vaccine itself. Also, the two were additive. The Tai Chi group who also received the vaccine produced a substantially higher level of virus cell immunity than those who received the vaccine all by themselves. The Tai Chi group also showed significant improvements in their SF36 scores for physical functioning, bodily pain, vitality, and their mental health, and that was a significant rating. In closing of this first segment of Martial Arts Medicine, there was a volume of work titled Potentiating Health and the Crisis of the Immune System. A cancer survivor wrote, The Magic of the Immune System. Quote, there are many miraculous things about the immune system that become clear during recovery from cancer. Contemporary medicine seems to forget that the words of natural healing power of the body, which Hippocrates wrote about more than 2,000 years ago. This process happens beyond scientific comprehension. It transcends mind, body, and spirit." End quote. Your immune system is perhaps one of your most powerful allies. You want to take care of it, and your martial arts can contribute to the strength of it. And remember all three lines of defense, the Great Wall, the assassins that take care of it, if anything, penetrates the Great Wall, and then the reconnaissance, those long-term cells that keep on the lookout to keeping you safe for the many years to come. Have a great practice today. Do your best, and I look forward to talking with you.